Hey, hello. Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How welcome, are you? Welcome to the Yen Talks podcast, everyone. Today we're here with Ken Ruan. Um, hey, Ken. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on my second podcast. Yes, 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 yes. So, just to, for context for everyone, uh, it is there's like there's like a storm now in uh, New York City. Uh, it's very snowy, very wet, very muggy. It's very like lots of ew. Uh, yeah, that. And for the listeners who don't know who Ken is. Can you please tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm Ken, and I'm a YouTube creator, photographer, filmmaker who loves exploring New York City and putting strangers into emotional moments. And uh, lately, I'm doing this project that is about uh, doing abstract ideas and very socially driven ideas that that are very, uh, you know, hard to to avoid. Like I, I'm creating photographs that are basically, you know, when you look at it, you're like, what in the world? You know, it's supposed to evoke like a very uh, a polarity, a type of uh, emotion that's like, oh my goodness, or like what? You know, so that's the new thing that I'm exploring with strangers right now. So you're 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 an artist at heart. That's what I feel. Um, yep. And you like to, um, so I was just talking to one of my musician friends and he says that, you know, when he lis- listens to Sade or he listens to different types of music, he feels things. And I, I said music and art is to- is supposed to make you feel things, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So explain this stopping strangers in the street. Like, so you stop strangers in the street and you take a photo of them, right? Yep. That's what I do. I started out uh, after being inspired by Brandon, Humans of New York, right? He mm-hmm. is like my impetus for this entire project. And I attribute all my creative juices to Brandon. What I do is I stop strangers in the streets that I just feel a vibe from. I stop whomever, and then I give them an idea. I give them an emotion, and I break the ice with them first just to understand what type of person they are and what I can extract out of their personality and then infuse that with the idea. And out of this idea that I have, there's another idea, there's another emotion that I think fits this character, fits this stranger so well. And then I tell this person what I want and then I just start uh, you know, firing away uh, on my camera. And, uh, you know, what I love about it is that I can take maybe 50 photographs in shutter mode, fast shutter, and then like one or two is fantastic. 90% of the times there's one photo that's great. Sometimes none of the photos are great because, you know, the ideas I have in my mind, they don't manifest in reality, right? Sometimes ideas I have, they just, they're just better in the imagination, in my imagination. What have uh, what what have you been crazy about? Like what what have you been, you know, obsessed over? What have you been crazy about? Projects wise, anything? Yeah, uh, a few days ago, like literally two days ago, I started this project, photo project called Capitalism, and I incorporated. Uh, so I've started to incorporate props in my photographs with strangers, right? I, when I started off, I 
know that it's a very onerous process to ask a stranger to involve many different things that are physical that you know they're not they don't I have to gain rapport build rapport within 30 seconds so now I've passed that mental barrier and now I'm giving uh, strangers that I meet different props so this latest project is called capitalism and I give strangers a hundred dollar bill and I, I have an idea for the next photograph I, I have a lot of ideas surrounding this project this project is particular because it's it's about how money has such an intrinsic pull on on how we behave and how we see it. And I'm putting this money, right, this bill, this money bill in, you know, in different parts and on different parts of the body and thinking about putting the dollar bill as certain things around the body that, are, that becomes an illusion to capitalism. And I have this idea that's been festering in me for the past 72 hours about and all, all I can say right now, right, I don't want to give it away. All I can say right now is that it involves uh, money, a, a dollar bill, right? A hundred dollar yes. bill. It involves um, two people and it involves uh, a human heart. That's all I can say right okay. now. So, so you like humans. You like humans and you like to talk to humans. Yep. I think that's what we have in common. That is exactly what we have in common. So, uh, humans, right? Uh, I love meeting humans, and me personally, um, I've been dating again, and it's been, it feels like, for me, it feels like dating in New York City. It kind of feels like speed meeting people, like speed dating, and uh, I feel like everyone has these, these scripts, these scripts that they just memorize in their mind and then they go on these meetings and these dates. And I feel like people just kind of throw, they kind of just like vomit these scripts. And um, how do you feel like, feel about dating in New York city? Because I know you're very uh, well acquainted with this um, scene. I know you date a lot, a lot, a lot of women. And I think it's valuable for, I think the listeners and the viewers to just know like about your perspectives and your experiences and how you feel about dating in New York city. Go. My perspective has changed over the past six years. After I exited a relationship five years ago, I was very cynical. And I think that cynicism blossomed into confusion uh, and the confusion manifested itself in my dating life. And I was confused because I, I was deceiving myself. This was uh, uh, four years ago. And within the past four years, uh, four years ago, meaning like two years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, within that time period, I was deceiving myself into believing that what I needed, I mean, what I wanted was what I needed. Uh, and I would meet uh, a lot of women and uh, somehow I would cycle through this quota idea of just meeting this amount of women in a day, cycling through this quota and almost as if it was a sales prospect, Yeah, meeting a bunch of sales quotas. And that, you know, now that I think about it in, in retrospect, 
uh, that is very naive. And that was mostly driven by the pickup artist life, such as Todd Valentine. You know, uh, I'm not pointing him out because, you know, he's, he's, he's a negative influence. I think it's a great influence. But I think what makes the idea of a pickup artist a negative influence is that, you know, it, it, it drove me to the polarity, which is I needed to fill this quota, right? And that is the exact polarity where, where human beings don't reside. We don't live in a black and white society. However, our minds are sometimes easily drawn to black or white. And I think I was drawn to that polarity when I was living my life in self-deceit. And I, what I believed was that the woman who would easily talk to me the most, I falsely believed that these women were interested in me. And this is an absolute myth and it is almost as mythical as what we've been uh, well what american media has has brought us up with and, and you know if, you know beauty and the beast and all these disney movies have made guys for lack of a better term uh emasculated and i think uh you know the syndrome is now broken because uh within the past several months harvey weinstein uh the, the weinstein effect and the and the me too movement and um, you know the the expose into male harassment, uh, uh, sexual harassment from dudes or in the workplace, I think, has caused a rift, and it's caused another level of cynicism, which has introduced uh, you know a little bit a more challenging landscape into the dating scene. Uh, I feel like dating. I feel like dating in. I personally feel like dating in New York City. Uh, it just feels so. I want to say shallow just because everything moves so fast. So I feel like if we were in, you know, I, I just always use this Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a smaller town, I feel like, you know, you would have people would have people would have more time to, you know, get to know each other. You know, it's not so fast where it feels like every second matters. It's like, oh, let's let's go on a date. Let's talk, and then we'll hang out the following week. But in New York City, you can hang, you can really hang out with someone, and never ever see them again. So there's a sort of, there's a sort of like, sort of like, you know, feeling of quickness, fastness, and uh, you know. I want to add to that. I want to say that while this may be a collective conscious that we both share while it may be a collective consciousness that we do share it isn't a it isn't an informative way of looking at how we can change things and when I mentioned that my perspective changed it really did undergo a a, what I call a mature change within the past uh, a couple of months into my new perspective is no longer reactive it's actually 120 percent aggressive, assertive, and basically just putting myself uh, intentionally with all cards out and being the person to put everything out in front of the woman uh, in courtship. Uh, You know, and whatever you think of that term courtship, but my point is when you, you know, when I approach a woman, I'm very upfront and I say what it is that I need to say. And I put it in a very realistic sense such as hey look no bullshit i would love to get to know you better in fact i don't know anything about you but i would like to get to know you better would you give me the opportunity and if she says no and i'd say all right see ya and that's it right or or i'll overcome the objection when i sense that the objection is actually just 
uh, you know, so, well, obviously I need to overcome the objection when I feel like I need to, right? If I don't overcome the objection, it means that I'm not truly interested in her. Something about what she said to me, maybe I thought it's a lie, right? And if, and if I sense it's a lie, I don't want to be with this woman if the first impression is a lie, right? She says, I have a boyfriend, I'm married, I just don't have time, right? When any of these cues come up, now my new perspective is I need to process this cue within the next two seconds. And yes. it's, it's a very knee-jerk reaction. And, yeah, and what I've noticed is that I go with a gut instinct. I no longer use pickup lines. I no longer play around with these things. It's, a, it's just a gut instinct. And when I do need to overcome an objection, it happens maybe once every 20 women that I meet. So, so in the example, I'll, I'll overcome the objection. I'll say, well, you don't know me and I don't know you. And I'll say, look, listen, here's my number. Take down my number. If you remember me, text me. If you don't, I don't care, right? So, and I'm just being very direct. And so far for me, you know, that's how it's guided me towards, towards uh, feeling liberated of this need. And what, I, what that means is I don't assess whether this works or not because there's no need for me to actually go back and test the methodology. I don't right. even think it's methodology. I'm simply living without the need to go out and meet women. And sometimes when there's a knee-jerk reaction to go say hello, I'll do it. But I, don't, I no longer live with that that quota system where I'm going to go hit up 20 women, it, it validate myself to 20 women. That to me is like the old version of myself. That is completely I, think, I, think, I think, but I think what you're, I think you're speaking from a perspective where, you know, you've, you know, you've done it already. You've already, you know, approached, you know, like a thousand women probably. And um, I think you're speaking now, you're allowed to say, hey, you know, yeah, like, I actually, like, you know, want to, like, chill out and have fun. And I feel like you're allowed to now, almost, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of guys, they don't, they don't approach at all. They don't talk to women at all. And, and then they have this idea of, like, you know, what, it, what is it about them? Or women mm. just don't like them or something like that. And mm. I think, yeah, those are the wrong questions to ask. Yeah. In my time right now, uh, I think the advice I learned over the past couple of hours, actually, from watching some YouTube videos, <laughs> is that um, those questions are invalid because when you're asking those questions from the get-go, you're basically asking for validation. You're not sure who you are, so you're going to seek validation from someone else, right? We all know that we need validation. That's not that's not the issue here the issue here is that you need to go out and act and treat everything as a in a disillusioned state of mind so a great example that my dad always tells me and he's basically reinforced in my mind over and over again he tells me son he's like look ken he's like he tells me this you know nearly every month he says women take a shit women have to put on you know this this new thing called thinks i just did a brand plug in plug but, uh, you know, they, they, they have to go in their period. They do all this. And, and men have to go shit as well. So, my, you know, my dad is basically telling me you need to be disillusioned and disenchanted. Those two words are the most powerful motivational states is that you need to be disenchanted. You need to be disillusioned. Now, a couple of months ago, I would look at a woman on the train. And I'll say, holy shit, she's amazing. But now I look at a woman on the train. And I say, look, that's a woman on the train. Of course. Of course. It's, it's putting it's putting anything on a pedestal. If you put, if you, you know how they say, you know, don't 
don't meet your heroes, you know, like mm. everyone put, I feel like people, men, especially even women, they put the other, uh, you know, the opposite sex or whoever they admire on a pedestal, you know, and, and it takes power away from them. Right. Uh, ex- exactly. 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 And that, that's exactly it. Because when you meet somebody the you know, you, I think, you know, guys have to understand that when they meet a woman, guys have to understand this is a mutual and right this is a reciprocal interest so you cannot begin with the pre with the presupposition and you can't just begin with the assumption that she's amazing and when you begin with that assumption assumption that she's amazing one you're setting up yourself for a huge disappointment and two you're basically now putting her on a pedestal and she can feel that she can sense that from you. Whereas if you're indifferent and you're saying things explicitly, like, I don't know who you are yet, but I would like to take the time to know you when I'm not in a rush to this interview. Sometimes I'll say things like that. When I'm not in a rush to go buy groceries for my mom, she's like 58. I'll say these kinds of things and I'll say, Hey, look, love to chat with you, but I got to get going. Right. And I I found something, I think something guys uh, should like really get down like mm. down to the nitty gritty is you're screening them. You're screening other people, not even women. You're screening other men. You're screening people, you know, to see if they're a good fit for you. I feel like a lot of people, they end up turning it into, you know, turning it the other way where it's like, oh, but I have a college degree. Oh, I make this much money. I make $200,000 a year. You're proving yourself. Exactly. There's no. You know? And why do you have to do that? for what validation like you say no i think you should be in a position where you know you can screen the other person say oh what what is it about you that you know makes you special and i should actually spend my time with you because i actually have other people hitting me up too and it's it's you know you got to pick and choose like who you want to spend your time with you know yeah you do have to pick and choose who you spend your time with but i don't think that that's something that is it should, i don't think that that principle should be guiding anyone's uh you know anyone's decisions i think i think the guiding principle should be if you this is the ideal situation that i think for for both guys and uh guys and girls uh men and women the guiding principle is that in an ideal world i think it, it is when nobody says things like i don't have time or i'm super busy when my state is that people say things as they mean it and I've received all of these examples in the past. For example, I asked a woman, I said, hey, look, I would love to get to know you. Uh, here's my phone number. Uh, actually, in that instance, I said, give me your phone number, I'll text you. And then this is her response verbatim. I'm sorry, I'm not interested in you, period. And then she walked away. Thank you. And, and, yeah. and my response is, thank you for that honesty in my mind. I didn't have to respond to her. Um, but my point is, the ideal world is when this occurs. Uh, and there is no jumping around. There is no, there are no responses such as, I'm busy. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I've heard worse, you know, response, worse meaning, more butthurt responses. Like, you're not my type. And I don't yeah. really want to see anything with you. And that's fine. Because, again, if you're operating from a sense of fulfillment, then, then, then think about it this way, right? And it's no longer about the quantity of numbers that you get. In fact, you're not, you're not even going to be discussing 
the situation because it's no longer an, a thing that you discuss anymore. I think that the more you discuss it with your guy friends, the more you have to talk about it with your yourself at night or sitting on the toilet, the more you think about this stuff, it only proves to you that you're seeking something you want, not something you need, right? right. And every, I think actually people who operate on an innocuous basis, meaning they're not seeking anything from anyone because they're actually just gratified themselves. I think those are the types of folks that run into these occasions. That's what I think. They run into these occasions where, where they don't even know that this person has expressed interest or it's not a matter of thinking about it. That's, so, that's how I describe so, the so relationship. We're, so we're in New York, right? We're in New York. Mm -hmm. We're humans. We are social, we're, we're social beings, we're social creatures, and uh, we need to get out and we need to talk to people. We just naturally, you know, like gravitate towards that. And I just feel like in New York City, there are just so much ego and there's so many personalities out here that certain people, and I see it all the time, they become characters like actual cartoon characters of themselves so you have like you know the art school girl who has to be really really cool and down to earth and then you got this pot smoker girl and you got the party girl and you got the a plus girl and you got you know what i mean like skater i don't know but like i feel like in new york everyone is so animated and it's just so hard because personalities and egos clash um it's very uh, very interesting that's one way of looking at it. The way I react to that is, uh, is that it doesn't, uh, how do I say it? I don't think any of those personalities are of importance to me until I decide to uh, see them as, as not anything close to that. Because uh, I don't know how to describe this. When I talk to people, I, I just talk to them as myself and that's it, you know. I I long abandoned my ego, and and I'll and I'll be the first to be assertive, but but I don't harbor this kind of guardedness that I used to. And I think that when I connect with somebody, it's just on a in a very instinctive level, right? It doesn't need to be explained. It doesn't need to be. It, it there's no there's no mental pop up that says, oh, she's this type of person. He's this type of person. That that isn't what pops up in my mind. I think. I think that's actually one of the biggest dangers is that you have a split second. What, what I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say is people hide behind certain, uh, you know, like certain masks to sort okay. of, to sort of, to sort of hide who they really, they really are is that they just want to connect. They want to meet someone and they want to share you know stories they want to share moments with each other but that's not happening because everyone's got this alter ego that they're playing i'll tell you how you can receive get reception from someone and break through that ice the only way that that you're gonna break through someone's ice this is the only way that i know of at least the only way you can get under the skin of their onions peeling the layers of the onions the only way you can do this is with one factor that's time but the biggest factor that's important here is you need to be the first person to initiate and you need to be the genuine one. That's it. When I say genuine, I mean you got to lay the cards down immediately. And what I mean by that is, hey, you know, I, there's something going on next week and I know that you like to do. Okay, 
here's a great example. I just hit up someone on Instagram. I don't know her. I liked a couple of her posts. And this is what I said. I said, hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. I don't think we've officially met. And this is all just on messaging. I said, I don't think we've officially met. I'm Ken. And then da, 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 it just goes organically. And I say, hey, look, I want you to be in my photo shoots. You are a fierce woman. Don't deny that. This is literally what I wrote. And I said, I would love for you to work with, all with me on a project. And I said, this is what I want you to do. And this is what I see you doing. What do you think? Question mark. And then now we booked it for three weeks later. Awesome. That's all it takes. I'm incredibly honest and forthcoming because I don't have time to be anything less. That's true. And I feel like I feel like how you do, Ken. I feel like we must be honest. We must be truthful because why would we be anything other than that? And I feel exactly. like it's it's other people's, you know, fear of I don't know, people figuring out who they really are and they're not being truthful and they're not being honest. And it's just a whole like loop of dishonesty. And I feel like, I feel like the dating scene would be a lot better uh, if people were more uh, honest. I can't even agree with you more. I think if people were honest and they said, hey, look, uh, I don't see us going anywhere, but you know, I would like to spend the night with you. I think that is a lot more genuine than saying, hey, look, listen, get on your knees. You know, or, I think just, or just the truth. Like instead of saying, you know, I like this music artist or I like this and that. Like, what do you really uh, like? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's the truth, you know? Oh, yeah. That's 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 one of the smallest examples of not being a hypocrite is, is for example, asking someone, right? Like, oh, hey, do you understand what I'm saying? And the person's like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, but then they don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. And, and, yeah. And yeah, you can. And then I talk to a lot of strangers and they'll say things like, let's agree to disagree. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. That honesty is fantastic. And then after closing, the, before closing the conversation, they'll say things to me like, I don't agree with what you said. In fact, I think that makes you an awful person, but have a good day. Thanks for talking to me. You know, like those things I've heard, does it make, does it hurt me? Yeah, it hurts me, but you know what? It, the truth hurts. And, and, and I think that's something that I continuously need to hear because not everybody's going to agree with you. I, I want to know this. I want to know something. What, what, like, where are Ken's favorite places to take a girl out on a date? Uh, uh, top three. Top three. Um, that's tough to say. I haven't, I haven't really thought about that. Oh, uh, I think one. I think one of the places is definitely Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center is. Lincoln Center. Just, Lincoln Center is beautiful mm. and elegant high class i'll leave it at that i think that's how i see it uh, uh-huh. another place would be hmm. oh okay definitely to the place that has purple ice cream in chinatown oh this is- okay. so funny <laughs> okay <laughs> for sure that's definitely it yeah. and, and the last place would definitely be hmm. i would take her volunteering at a homeless shelter whoa that's fine you went left field on me there, Ken. I did. I, I had to bring in something philanthropic. I, 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 but 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 here's the thing. I don't think any of these any of these events should be a hundred percent filtration process because that doesn't make any sense, right? People are motivated because their phone rings. I don't know. They forgot to turn their phone off, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, I got to go home and wash my butt," right? Like whatever it is. This is this is the reality we live in, right? People are people are just thrown in ten different directions. And you, so you can't use these three events as filtration processes. Sometimes the lady checks out. Sometimes I check out. 
and and maybe that is the reason we don't see each other again. Who knows, right? So, so yeah. I think as much as you want to assess, do a spreadsheet, Excel, or PowerPoint, uh, <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. Because again, the feeling of love, the feeling of feeling comfortable, the feeling of being accepted is not describable in text. It is simply a feeling, right? When someone asks you, do you like what you do? It's a yes or no, right? Do you like her? Yes or no. Do you want to be my boyfriend? Yes or no. And that's how he explains that it doesn't, it's nothing to do with a pathological, pathologizing, psychological type of like telling yourself. So I, me personally, um, I like, you know, kind of just, I don't like planning ahead. I do not like planning ahead, but I what I do know is I do not like just venues where you're sitting across from the other person and it feels like a fucking interview. I do not like that. I am more of like a spontaneous kind of person, kind of like I like walking by the river, you know, really like I like to do like an activity where, you know, you don't really have to talk and you're getting to know each other like physically, like energetically. And, you know, it's, it's all about chemistry. And um, I feel like, yeah, anything, but an interview, you know, I, I do not want to go on a date and make, and have it feel like an interview. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a hybrid of both. I like it. I, sometimes I like the, upper class feeling of going to a restaurant that i had booked and made a reservation it makes it feel official at dorcia's and, you know, uh one of these days at dorcia's peter <laughs> luke <laughs> uh one of these days uh, i i enjoy that hybrid because at this point i get to uh fantasize just for a couple of hours uh on what to wear so i you know that, i could bring my diva side on that uh, you're, are, such, you're such a romantic artist at heart. Uh, yeah, I, I still have that in me for a couple of hours. Um, but the other the practical part about, yeah, like, so, so this is what I did last summer, right? I took uh, this girl that I met um, around Washington Square Park, and then she took me to, to the front of her Airbnb in Soho. And before that, before we sat down in front of her building in Soho, and yes, there's a little place where you sit down in front of the tree in front of her apartment, which is uh it's uh, fascinating um and before that she said uh i want to try this ice cream called halo top ice cream that's not a plug but it's delicious so she said how do we get this so i thought oh go to the deli and get it right so we go to the deli this is a bougie deli and they have halo top (laughs) so we bought cookies and cream and we went to sit in front of her airbnb and we ate the whole pint wow you're a fat ass yeah we were both just you know, like sinning, and, and then and then Reminds and then I knew that it was time. ice cream right now. You, not in this weather. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, and 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 that 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 to me is so much more enjoyable. Just thigh to thigh with her, and just you know, do you like being... dancing? Do you like dancing? Are you a dancer? Do you like going to like dancing? Um, sometimes. Okay. I'm open. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, anyways, I. Uh, what are your last last words for the listener? Uh, my last words. Anything, anything, anything like it doesn't even have to do with ice cream or 
ponies or anything just something yeah. you've had on your mind that you wanted to put out into the universe what i want to say is this you don't ever 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 question your passions and you don't ever ever question your knee-jerk reaction to say something that you think is important and adds value if you want to say i love your shoes i had a shitty day but your smile made me feel great say it but you operate under such a natural inclination to say something but never will you operate with a second agenda ever because that makes your motives seedy that's what i want to say is that you need to operate authentically and you need to operate without second guessing yourself you so, don't so what ken is saying is you just whatever thought you have in your mind connect with people i like your scarf boom i like your scarf because you really like her scarf or his scarf or whoever it doesn't have to be yeah. of the opposite yeah. sex and exactly. because exactly. you don't have an ulterior motive because you genuinely love yourself and because you want to connect to other people Exactly. That's all it is. There, and also, there's no need for follow-up talk. And what that means is there's no need for follow-up talk, as in, why didn't we continue the conversation? Or why is she getting up and moving to another seat? This has all happened to me. There's no need sometimes, for a follow-up conversation. Sometimes that's, that's the most beautiful thing. You have a conversation, and you just leave it at that. And, exactly. And uh, with that, I thank you, Ken Ruan, um, for joining me today on this podcast having me kevin this it's is fun if you guys like this you guys can check ken out on instagram and check out all his pictures and his social experiments at my instagram handle is ken raining so it's at ken raining like rain but like ken raining um, yep and if you like this episode Please leave a rating and a comment to let me know how Ken and I did. Um, and you can catch me on Instagram at yendegrees. So that's at Y-E-N-D-E-G-R-E-E-Z. That's it, everyone. Have a good day or night. Cool. All right. Later, Ken. All right. Later.